Ward. Trust the team at Crime Prevention to secure your home, family, and business. They're large enough to serve you, small enough to care. Picked up by the Gators at the 35. Touchdown! Welcome to Inside the Huddle with former Gator QB Shane Matthews, WRUF Steve Russell, and the Hall of Famer, the head ball coach, Steve Spurrier. Inside the Huddle is brought to you by Crime Prevention Security Systems and Titan MRI. Now, let's head to the studio with Shane, Steve, and the HBC, Steve Spurrier, on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Inside the Huddle. Jake Kitt will produce it. I'm Steve Russell, and alongside, as always... Coach Steve Spurrier and the Gator QB, Shane Matthews. We have a lot to go over today in an absolutely huge game. Everybody and their uncle is going to be in Gainesville this weekend. Just to give you an idea, not only is CBS here to broadcast the game, College Game Day is going to be here. It's also the Letterman's weekend when they get the people who are nominated this year going to the Florida Athletic Hall of Fame. So there is a lot going on. Coach, uh, visor game this week. Uh, Gus Malzahn with a little visor activity here. Uh, what was your record against him and Auburn? Uh, Auburn pretty tough. Well, I didn't play against him when I was at Florida, but South Carolina, we never beat him. Uh, I think uh, he got there as the head coach uh, maybe 12 or something like that. Uh, but we lost against Cam Newton and his guys twice in 10. And then uh, I think it might have only been two, two or three games we had against Gus, but uh, we found a way to lose every one of them. So I'm either 0-2 or 0-3 against Gus, and uh, they were close games. But he's a good guy, excellent coach. He calls the plays. He wears that visor. He tells people he watched me in the early 90s when I had Shane and a bunch of guys that could really go catch it and throw it around. And uh, he said, I'm going to wear a visor like that guy at Florida does. Well, you know, let's let's complete the Alabama thing here. Uh, you you mentioned about uh, Malzahn, but what about you against Coach Saban? Well, I, we actually had two games when he was at LSU in uh, 2000, 2001, and both games Rex Grossman was hot. <laughs> he couldn't hardly miss. In fact, he threw for, uh, I think, a school record at LSU uh, back in 01. Uh, but oddly enough, since we beat him about 44 to 15 or something, uh, they came back and won the conference because we lost that game to Tennessee and ended up beating Tennessee in championship game. But I've only had four games with him, uh, two at South Carolina, two when he was at LSU, and our, our guys have won three of them. So uh, I guess that's, that's pretty good. Um, Shane, I want to ask you this because uh, both of you actually, because you played the position, um, a new school record set last week by Kyle Trask for you know, most completed passes in a row. Shane, we talk all the time about throwing against air and not being able to do that. But look, that I don't care if you're playing an FCS team or you're playing Alabama. There's something to be said for the accuracy, for the receivers making plays and doing that and making that happen. Yeah, there's no, no question, Steve. I, I think, uh, as you mentioned, going 18 for 18, setting a school record for most consecutive completions, that, that, that is, that's hard to do in routes on air. Uh, hard to do in seven on seven with no pass rush and give Kyle a lot of credit give pretty much the entire offense a mm -hmm. lot of credit because it takes all of them the receivers you know 
as coaches mentioned, they've blocked extremely well, but I haven't seen a lot of drops this year at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, give them credit, and then Kyle making good, mm-hmm. quick decisions and throwing the ball accurately. Yeah, in fact, Kyle would be my player of the week to throw 18 straight completions, first time in school history. Uh, been a lot of quarterbacks, me and Shane included, that never did that. So uh, his first uh, start there, that was uh, something special, and uh, let's make him the player of the week. Guys, you know, sometimes when fans look at a game and you play an FCS team, I think they expect, you know, that you win 65 to nothing and the other team gains like 26 yards. But, Coach, you kind of said it last week. I mean, these guys are coming in here. It's their chance to shine. Their quarterback was pretty darn good, I thought, and they moved the ball on occasion. So when you Mm. watched the game last week overall, what were your thoughts with Florida? Yeah, you'd wish we'd get some three and outs, but uh, I think they made like eight third downs. I think I read in the paper. I knew it was a bunch of them. And uh, we had trouble getting them off field. Of course, they, did, they never scored, so you can't tell you the defense had a tough day. I remember back uh, when I played here, we played at Vandy. We never played Tennessee, so I only had one game in my home state of Tennessee. And we're at Vandy, and we ended up beating them 13 to nothing. But they were on the field, and they'd get down the four or five-yard line, and they'd go for a touchdown every time and never made it. So we were sort of mad at our defense that we didn't get to play much on offense, but our defense pitched a shutout that night. All right. I want to get now to our play of the week. It's brought to you by Campus USA Credit Union. Put some star power to work in your financial life with Campus USA Credit Union. Coach, what's your play of the week? The play of the week, the play of the week. Let's go with Clemson's two-point defense. And also, Clemson's defense on fourth and one in the fourth quarter. To me, those two plays uh, is why Clemson is still undefeated and still ranked. If they lose that game, if North Carolina somehow or another either made the two-point play or decided to go into overtime and win that thing, they might be completely out of everything except winning the ACC, which is a big, big honor also. But uh, I tell you what, Dabo can win those close ones. Some good happens for him all the time, almost in the last uh, five, six years. Would you have gone for two there? Yeah, I think I would have. No, I would not have gone for two. I, I read and really believe uh, the only two games that fortunately I've won in overtime, only two, I think we've lost four, uh, we scored the last one to score, and we went ahead and kicked the extra point. We actually did it here in the swamp in 2014 when we beat Florida in overtime, and we did it against Missouri. We were the last ones to score. They say if you're the last one to score, uh, momentum should help you a little bit. And those two-point plays, they're way under 50 percent, 40, 33 percent, something like that. So if you're the last one to score, they say – I don't know what they say, but kick it and get it into overtime. And I I sort of believe that. Shannon, what's your play of the week? Well, I I wouldn't say a play, but plays of the week. And it goes to, as we mentioned a few minutes ago, Kyle Trask going 18 for 18. It's a little combination of the receivers and and the quarterback, you know, throwing a bunch of completions. And and that's the goal of a quarterback. So that's my play of the week is Kyle Trask going 18 for 18. Bingo. Well, great minds think alike. I, (laughs) I, I agree with that a lot. All right, let's look ahead now and start to look, gentlemen, at Auburn. Um, very impressive win at home. And, and I want to start with the quarterbacks. Coach, they've got a, a guy with an Auburn tradition at quarterback in Knicks. We all know who his father is. And I'll tell you what, for them to be where they are, he, he was very good the other night. There's been games when he's only thrown for 100 yards. But, Coach, 
I guess it really doesn't matter if a kid's a <clears throat> freshman or not. All, all that matters mm-hmm. are results, but mm-hmm. he's got to come into a place which you think would be really loud, mm-hmm. a lot of pressure. What do you, can, can you do anything to rattle a young player like that? Well, again, uh, Auburn is not – their offense isn't built around the quarterback that much. It's, it's built around him running some, of yeah. course, which he's a pretty good runner, and handing off and throwing when they want to. Uh, but Auburn is a team. they got defense and special team, and they got that guy that runs in reverse all the time. So, Steve, I really believe sometimes too much emphasis is placed on the best quarterback in the game. Uh, look at the NFL. Drew Brees got hurt, and he is one of the best of all time. Bridgewater, they've won two in a row. Uh, Carolina Panthers, Cam Newton goes down. The other guy, now they've won two in a row uh, after losing uh, their first two. So so often, uh, team, uh, team, quarterbacks, they need guys around them, but also all the players, they need to really like that quarterback too. So it's, uh, I don't know, it, it'll be a heck of a game this week, and uh, I think both quarterbacks are, on both teams, Auburn and Florida, maybe the one that plays the best might have a little bit of edge, but I really believe the team that plays the best is going to win this game. If they say the SEC changed the line of scrimmage league, I think this mm-hmm. game probably is a, a, a poster for that. Yeah, no doubt about it. I, I think when you look at Auburn's front four, uh, might be some say might be the best in the country, definitely in the uh-huh. SEC. So it's going to be a, a stout test for our offensive line. We all know that we've struggled running the football, but we've passed block very well. So they play a lot of one-high safety. Uh, we'll give our receivers a chance to make some plays. I think the key when you talk about line of scrimmage will be – our defensive line against their offensive line. You know, I think people – I don't want to say we're going to probably not lose the battle with our O-line against their D-line, but we have got to – they want to run the football. So our defensive line has got to win the line of scrimmage. I think that's exactly right. Uh, our, our team, uh, we don't know how good we are because we haven't had a, a, a top 25 opponent yet. But uh, we, we do – we need to play well which we're perfectly capable of playing, I think, Steve, a little bit better than we've played thus far. So uh, I know our guys will be will be fired up. They, they know the bigness of this game. So uh, we got to take it to another level, though, as, as I think everybody understands. Coach, I want to ask this of you first <clears throat> because you've drawn up, I don't know, a gazillion ball plays in your life. Mm-hmm. We've talked a lot about eye candy that Malzahn does. He kind of does different things to take you away. And really what they do offensively is pretty simple. As a play designer, how, how much of that is important to try to confuse the defense and yet get the job done in what you're trying to do offensively? Well, that's what you try to do. You try to have a run play against the right defense or a pass play against the, the right defense. And there's a good defense for almost every play and so forth. And, uh, yeah, they got guys running across the formation, going in motion, and sometimes they'll give it to them. Sometimes they fake it and do that. So it keeps the defense sort of balanced. And uh, our team speed will show up, I think, a lot this week as we're chasing down some of those sweeps and some of those reverses. And, Shane, I would guess then if they do a lot of that eye candy, then defensively you better be in position and stay in your position to do what you need Mm -hmm. to do. No doubt about it. Uh, Eye discipline is going to be key for the defense this week. You know, because it's all smoke and mirrors, all those fake jets and they hand the jets. And that's what but Gus's offense is based off of. Just, you know, one defender watching that jet motion gets him out of position and then boom, a wheel route's coming out of the backfield. You know, I saw a stat, uh, a chart uh, 
completion chart on Bo Nix, and it was like 95% of his throws are on the outside. Go routes, post, and wheel routes. They don't throw a whole lot down the middle of the field. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that's a tendency that obviously our kids will know, uh, but it's also a tendency breaker that they could throw somebody down the middle of the field. So, But, you know, the, the key for our defense this week is win the line of scrimmage, put them in third and nine-plus, make him throw the football. We'll take a break, come back. We have so much more. We've got some questions for Steve Spurrier that you have sent in. We're going to give you a lot of chalk talk today. Coach and Shane will draw up a play for your pleasure as you watch on Facebook Live. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF Inside the Huddle. Crime Prevention Security Systems has provided security and life safety to families and businesses in Gainesville and surrounding areas since 1975. Their mobile app makes security and home automation easy to use and affordable. With fast access to lighting control, doorbell cameras, and thermostats, crime prevention and security, and so much more. Contact them today, 352-376-1499 or cpss.net. Hi, this is Steve Spurrier here, and I have some wonderful news for the Gator Nation. Our new restaurant, Spurrier's, is opening at Celebration Point in June of 2020. Spurrier's is going to be a restaurant to come to celebrate Gator victories, anniversaries, birthdays, whatever. There's no better place than Celebration Point in Gainesville. Spurrier's is going to be a one-of-a-kind restaurant with an exciting atmosphere and wonderful food. I'll see you at Celebration Point where the Gators come to celebrate. I'm Steve Spurrier, sometimes called the head ball coach, and I'm here to tell you I got the SUV that I drive from Davis. Yeah, Coach, the word is out, and everybody is loving what's going on at Davis, Gainesville, Chevrolet, and Palm Chevrolet down in Ocala. I stopped by each of the dealerships last week and saw tremendous deals all over the place and also all over the place, orange and blue. What's that mean, Coach? If you bleed orange and blue, Davis is the place for you. Davis Automotive Group, the official hometown automotive partner of the Florida Gators. This is Jack Fine at Fine Farcash and Parla Piano. Have you been in a car accident or injured because of someone else's negligence? Let our local team of trial lawyers find justice for you. With more than 100 years of combined experience, our firm has the resources necessary to fight for people just like you. We go up against billion-dollar insurance companies every day to get you the compensation you deserve so you could focus on your recovery. Find Farkash and Parla Piano. When life changes, we're there. Offices, Gainesville. Inside the Huddle with Shane Matthews, Steve Russell, and Steve Spurrier on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. At Titan MRI, you'll visit the only locally owned and operated MRI imaging center in town. Call them up and start feeling better today. That's TitanMRI.com. Welcome back to Inside the Huddle. Let's get right to our questions of the week. Brought to you by Davis Chevrolet, the official hometown automotive partner of the Florida Gators. Real Gators drive Davis. And by the way, if you have a question for Steve Spurrier, you can send them to uh, at Inside the Huddle HBC. Dot com. Okay? All right. Here's Coach, here's your first question. Uh, this is from John. He said, uh, I started at UF in the fall of 90, just like you did. When did it first hit you that your offense was going to be super effective 
in the SEC? Was it before you played the first game, or did you realize as you played the better SEC teams? Well, I thought it was going to be pretty good because we had the players here uh, to run it, Steve. Uh, not to be bragging, but we led the ACC in offense all three years I was at Duke. And uh, we're running draw plays and throwing the ball pretty well and faking the draw and things like that, which gave us uh, a good chance at Duke. And uh, obviously here at Florida, uh, people were running the same defenses back in those days. And Shane was already here. The defense, gosh, we, we returned eight starters that uh, number three defense in America the year before of 89. Uh, so uh, I, I knew we had a good offense because the players that were here, but we hadn't done it yet. So after we started doing it, then uh, obviously Shane and those receivers and running backs, Eric Rett, uh, I don't know if we – I think we were first in the conference that year in, in offense, 1990. Okay, another one is from Paul. Uh, mm -hmm. As a coach, do you have to prepare differently for SEC West teams than SEC East teams? I didn't, and I don't think anybody does. You, you sort of watch what they do defensively, and you try to uh, – put a game plan with plays that are good against that defense. Uh, still blocking and tackling and still running and all that involved, but uh, I'm a believer that the more good plays you have on, the better chance of success. And every now and then, you know, a player's got to fake a guy and juke a guy and break a tackle or something like that. But uh, the game plan for every team is, is really what do they do defensively. Let's make sure we try to get the good plays on as often as we can. Final one for you, Steve, uh, from David. Uh, this is Malzahn's first time in the Swamp. Ben Hill Griffin Stadium used to be known as the loudest stadium in college football. Mm -hmm. How important is it for fans to turn up the volume on Auburn? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's very important that we do it this week, and I think our fans are ready. Uh, the LSU game last uh, year, uh, we had good noise. It, it was almost like the old days, very close. In fact, uh, our fans know that this is the week we need to say, hey, Gators, we're behind you. We're going to do our part up there in the stands, and uh, hopefully we're going to do our part on the field, which uh, together that, that makes the Gators tough to beat. Okay. Now, going to be time for Team of the Week. I like this because we all have our opinions here. It's uh, brought to you by Celebration Point or Gators. Come to celebrate. Shane, I'll start with you. Your team of the week. It's going to be the Arizona State Sun Devils. Uh, they traveled to uh, Cal Berkeley, which was a, a ranked team, undefeated, and uh, found a way. Herm Edwards and his crew found a way to win the game and won 24-17. So my team of the week are the Arizona State Sun mm -hmm. Devils. I'm going to give it to Auburn and uh, Gus Malzahn's team there. They scored 59 against Mississippi State. I can remember even just a year ago, Mississippi State had three defensive guys that were first-round NFL picks. So their defense uh, is not what it used to be, obviously. And for Auburn to go in there, or, or I think they had them at home maybe, to score 59. So I'm going to give it to Auburn's offense. You know, I, I'm, I'm going to give it to something that's obvious. I'm going to give it to Ohio State. Mm -hmm. They have been – I mean, look, game day was in Lincoln, Nebraska last week, guys, and, you know, a lot of hype for Scott Frost, and, and they just destroyed Nebraska. And, and I understand they've not mm -hmm. played a marquee schedule yet, but what they have done is impressive. Go ahead, Coach. I agree. I agree. Ohio State looks like the best team in the country. And uh, I, I remember all the national radio boys – 
they were only uh, favored by 17 going into Nebraska. Every, every one of them said, oh, they'll cover that. They'll cover that. So if you bet on Ohio State, you had a good week. But they do. They, they look like the best team. And uh, it's a shame we don't do that, uh, the polls, by, hey, how, they, how are they playing this year instead of where they started from. Yeah. So they, they definitely are a top team. Yeah, right you know what, what's impressive is obviously Justin Fields had a lot of hype coming out as a, a, you know, the top player in the country. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whether he – I don't know how he got the waiver to play right away at, at Ohio State, but I tell you what, he fits that system perfectly. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he would have been that kind of player – at, in Georgia because of their style of play. Yeah, Georgia's got too many running backs. <laughs> they don't need a quarterback to run very much. And, and uh, that's why Jake Fromm uh, doesn't run, but occasionally, I guess. But, yeah, Fields is a uh, dual threat, and uh, that's sort of the, the way college football is going. And now the NFL's going that way a lot, too, with Lamar Jackson and, and those guys. While we're on the subject, top four, okay? And, you know, a lot's been made of Clemson. They, they really – by Clemson standards, have not been as efficient, as sharp, as domineering as they have been. But they've not been beaten. But a lot of people think that game against North Carolina damaged them in terms of the committee. So, Shane, well, top four. I, I'm going to make it a top five if that's okay with you, Steve. Whatever you want, In no particular order. <laughs> and, and, and I agree. I mean, this is, I'm going by what I've seen, how these teams have played. And in no particular order, I'm going to go Auburn, LSU, Alabama, Oklahoma and Ohio State. I'm uh, I, I don't have Clemson in there right now because I don't think North Carolina's a very good team, and and it seems like Clemson has one of these kind of games every year. Uh, I still think they'll be in the hunt. I don't have Georgia there because I just I think the way those other teams that I mentioned are playing and being so dominant mm-hmm. uh, have impressed me the most. Yeah, I would have Ohio State and Auburn one and two either way. Oklahoma, Alabama, and then LSU. So there's five, I think, that everybody thinks has a great chance to to win it all. We should do the top five, I guess, from now on. Um, Because I'll tell you what, but I think what it illustrates is how hard it is. Because, I mean, look, Georgia comes off beating a nationally ranked team in Notre Dame. And then Notre Dame came back and won and, and beat another good team in Virginia. So... You know, it's hard to keep Georgia out, but I, yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I, I'd have to go. I, I really think Ohio State's been the best team I've seen mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. my eyeballs. And so Ohio State, I would go Alabama second and just because mm-hmm. they're in the SEC. And then Auburn, I think, because they've got two really good wins. And, boy, after that, I don't know. I mean, you could throw four or five it, It'll work its way out. Sure so does. You, a lot of these teams haven't played a good, a good team well, yet. Well, you know, so we, we sit here and we talk about Auburn's got a lot of really good wins right now, too. Mm-hmm. We don't really know how good that Texas A&M win is, really. True. I mean, when it's all said and done, it still may be. Mm-hmm. But they should have lost the other day to Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, who knows how good A&M yeah. is. But, I mean, I'll say this on paper, early in the year – if you beat Oregon, right? If you beat A and M, no, I'm with you. And and you beat Mississippi State. I, granted, they're not great, but it's an SEC no, team. I hear you. So, and if people don't know how good Alabama's defense is. I true. hear their fans are complaining. What's going on here? We're giving up a whole bunch of points. We're winning, but same with LSU. They're giving up a bunch of points when Vandy gets what 38 or something like that. Yeah. But it'll work its way out when we get into the big games, which start this weekend for the Gators. Definitely. Always does. We'll take a break. Come back. We're going to have lots more. 
Uh, we still have our chalk talk section. Coach is going to draw up a play. We'll uh, talk a lot more about the matchup with Florida and Auburn. You're listening to Inside the Huddle and watching Inside the Huddle, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Everyone is raving about Titan MRI with the highest rated MRI facilities in town. Titan MRI is the place to go. Titan MRI is the only locally owned and operated MRI center in town. Joe and his staff have more than two decades of experience in Gainesville and they've helped heal thousands of athletes in the local area. At Titan MRI, the average scan time is 10 to 15 minutes. So you'll have plenty of time to get back to work and live in a life pain free. Don't wait. Tell your doctor to refer you to Titan MRI or call them today at 672-6644. Levántate con el mejor café cubana y comida cubana norte de Miami. Uh, I need the English version today, please. Wake up to the best Cuban food and coffee north of Miami with Miapa Latin Cafe. Their breakfast sandwiches and arepas are made using the most authentic ingredients. Enjoy Cuban classics like ropa vieja and arroz con pollo. With great food, affordable prices, and friendly service from 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. every day, you can't beat the Miapa way. Visit them at either of their locations in Gainesville and Alachua. Miapa Latin Cafe, a proud supporter of the Florida Gators. Hi, I'm Coach Steve Spurrier, and I am a member of the Campus USA Credit Union. The Gator Nation has been counting on Campus USA Credit Union for over 80 years. Campus supports the Gators and our community. Campus membership is open to all UF students, faculty, staff, and alumni. Come see why over 100,000 members, like me, count on Campus USA Credit Union. So put some star power to work in your financial life. Visit CampusCU.com and join today. Hi, I'm Mark Herm with Mark Herman Company Heating and Air. If you're a Gator fan, you know the phrase, in all kinds of weather. That can mean different things to different people. For example, when I was playing center for the Gator football team back in the early 80s, I loved hearing the crowd sing it. It meant they appreciated our hard work and were standing behind us, win or lose. Now as the owner of my own business, the meaning has changed. It means that my team and I stick behind our customers. So if you'd like to save money on your utility bill, give our team a call and see how much we can save you. 378-9422. Inside the Huddle with Shane Matthews, Steve Russell, and Steve Spurrier on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Worry less with crime prevention security systems by preventing package theft with their doorbell camera. Contact them today at cpss.net. Welcome back to our Inside the Huddle segment. Coach is uh, getting the play that we're going to be doing a little bit later on, and we'll be doing the Chalk Talk segment on. But now it's time for our Coach of the Week, brought to you by Miapa Latin Cafe, the best Cuban coffee in Gator Country. Coach, who's your Coach of the Week this week? Yeah, I'm going to give it to Coach Malzahn at Auburn, hanging 59 on Mississippi State. I, mean, I remember when uh, that was, it was tough to score on those guys a bit, so uh, I give it to Coach Malzahn. My coach of the week is going to be David Cutcliffe at Duke. They uh, they defeated mm-hmm. Virginia Tech in Blacksburg, forty five to ten, and and w- with they were up thirty, I think it was thirty eight to ten late in the fourth quarter, and Cutcliffe runs a fake punt, Ooh. and they end up winning forty five ten. So I kind of like that because there had to be a reason behind it. Yeah, you don't just do that for nothing. Yeah, you wonder if it's coach to coach or 
team to – Or know, maybe just I, – I don't know. Coach would probably know better than us. Has Duke ever really beaten Virginia Tech? Maybe they had like a long winning streak or something and he just wanted to rub it in. They're not a common opponent. I don't think that much of Duke. But uh, for some reason, uh, he probably said, hey, we got it in the game plan. We might as well use it. So – he, or maybe the, the kid might have done it on his own. He may have. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> yeah, but you still got to stop it. That's right. Yeah, right. That's right. Yeah. Um, my coach is sentimental because uh, Herm Edwards, when he was at ESPN, uh, was kind enough to always come on and, and talk. And he was terrific in doing it, straight shooter. You know, a lot of people really questioned his hire mm-hmm. because, you know, he'd been out of coaching, hadn't done it. Well, Herm is 4-1. and one. And they just beat Cal. What was his famous thing? You play to win the game. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And of course, he coached yep. my Jets too. So, mm-hmm. but uh, Herm is our is my Herm is a good one. And uh, yeah, he'd be my next coach of the week. And I had one game against him uh, in the pros, NFL Redskins, and uh, he was with the Jets. And in fact, I think it was the first or second game on a Sunday night or something. Maybe it been a Monday night. I'm not sure. We nipped him like 17-14. Uh, but he, he was a heck of a guy. He played in the Lake Tahoe Golf Tournament all the time that I used to play in. And so I'd see him out there and so forth. But he's you talk about bringing inspiration and spirit to your team. And that's what he does. And he's got some good coaches out there, obviously. And these guys are playing their hearts out. And uh, not all coaches can get the most out of their people, but Herm's that type of guy that can do it. And that's why they're, what, 4-1 and one right now. With a true freshman at quarterback. Yeah. True. Okay, guys, I want to really focus in now on, on the game here. It's one of the biggest games to be played here in a long time. But before I do that, I want to get your opinions about the schedule, Steve, because, I mean, the last it, – it's funny. Dan, the last time Auburn came to the Swamp, Dan Mullen – was on Urban Meyer's staff. He was an assistant. That's that's as that's how long it's been since Auburn played here. And there's and there's always been talk about adding another game in the SEC or whatnot. But Steve, do you think now? And Shane, do you think now? Like some fans tell me, you know, I I don't want to play Kentucky all the time. I, I don't want to play Tennessee or Vanderbilt all the time. I want to see different teams. Do you like the way it's set up now, Steve, or would you change it if you could in terms of how often SEC West teams play the East? Yeah, if I was the commissioner, I'd put Auburn in the East because it makes sense. (laughs) They should be in the East. They should be playing uh, Georgia and Kentucky and Tennessee and all those teams uh, like we used to in the old days. Uh, We played against them all the time when I was here in the 60s. In fact, uh, Georgia – yeah, we still had a little more hatred toward Georgia because I think maybe they beat us a little bit more than Auburn used to. Uh, but Auburn was a big rival for the University of Florida, no question. Those two, Auburn and Georgia, were our two biggest conference rivals uh, until we went to the uh, expanded uh, Eastern and Western Division and all that. And then we, but Auburn was our common opponent when I was here. Auburn and LSU. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're fortunate to beat them most all the time back in those days. Well, I think the league needs to do something with the scheduling. Uh, you know, I love – I think the SEC championship game is great for college football. I think it's the best – I mean, it, it's even a better environment when I've gone to national championship games. But there, there's got to be some tweak that they can do where, you know, we play more teams. You know, the kids get to experience playing in other uh, stadiums. And I don't know what the answer is. But, you know, it, it's silly that it's been that long that we've played Auburn. Uh, with them being the closest team to Gainesville. Uh, 
Yeah. Uh, so I, I don't know what the answer is, but hopefully they'll they'll figure it out. Uh, I, I've always advocated this: if you're going to go that go that route, rotate teams in the East like you do in the West. Take some teams off the schedule. Now, not Georgia. You you keep Georgia if you're Florida, but rotate some of those other teams. Rotate the West teams in. Then you get to see them, and you might not play Vandy for a couple of years. I I, I wish the league would at least look at that. Uh, all right, let's talk about this particular game. Coach, I think eyeball, you, you watch, let's take the Gator offense first. Had some trouble running the football, and, and Auburn is very stout on the defensive front, much like Kentucky was. We saw last year, though, where they didn't run the ball well early in the season and ran it better mm-hmm. late. Do you think this group is capable of better as far as the run game is concerned? I hope we can run it because uh, we need to stay out there on the field and uh, run the ball a little bit better than uh, we've been doing. Uh, certainly that is helpful when you're playing a, a team like Auburn. Uh, your quarterback doesn't need to go back there 40 or 50 times. We need to uh, maintain you know, b- ball possession a bit and, and try to get in some second and third, fourth, something like that. And then that's when the protection's good, when the other team's expecting a run. But uh, again, uh, we, we we're working on running the ball. I know that, and uh, hopefully uh, it'll come come together this week. Steve, as a play caller, if you are in a game and you're having trouble running the ball, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Shane, I've talked about this a lot. If if throwing the football is the way that you think you can beat a team, mm-hmm. you go ahead and throw it. But aren't there some passes that you can throw that are just like runs and have the same thing sort of happen? Yeah, those little swing passes, which uh, we throw a bit of uh, those to the wide receivers and the running backs, uh, that's helpful. But sometimes that, those don't go very far if the other defense is playing well. But, again, it goes back to if, if you can run, you really need to do more of it. And uh, if you can't run very well, you got to pass. you got to keep trying to throw. But you don't want that quarterback going back there the way these guys can pass rush nowadays. Uh, some of those NFL quarterbacks, I don't know if you watch those games, and they don't give them any help with the offensive tackles. And they're getting just clobbered uh, by the pass rush. These guys are hard to block nowadays. I, I, I sort of have sympathy for those offensive linemen because it's tough. They're trying as hard as they can. But uh, these guys are so big, fast, and strong nowadays, it, it's hard to block them. Shane, how would you attack Auburn in terms of you know their defense? Well, I think you know as Coach said, you can't drop back every time. As much as a as a quarterback, you love doing that. You, you got to protect the football. Um, you know, I, I look back at Mississippi State last year because Mississippi State had two first rounders. Dan was very familiar with their front four, knew that we weren't going to probably be able to block them, so we threw, as Coach said, a lot of sideways plays, and, and it helped. It, it tired those guys out. I think, you know, with Auburn, um, I don't know if they play a lot of man. You know, it's hard to tell on TV. That, but, but I think we have some opportunities to hit some plays down the field. But we have to pass protect, mm-hmm. whether that's, you know, helping keeping the tight end in. You know, I think Piran does a good job in blitz protection. But I think this is, could be one of those games that, as, as much as the fans don't like it, field position can play a key. You know, because we got a great punter in Tommy Townsend. You know, if you force Auburn to drive the length of the field, the, the 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 stats say that you can't drive on a good defense very long. You know, you're gonna get a holding penalty. You know, with the crowd noise, their left tackle's gonna move. So now it's first and fifteen. If we can put Bo Nix, make him drive the length of the field, force him to throw the football, something mm-hmm. that they don't want him to do, I think we got a real good chance. 
I agree. That's what we uh, we need to do: stop them running the ball and rush the passer, and, and maybe we can get some turnovers through the pass game. So, uh, yep, it's a it's a big game, as we all know. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. Stay with us because uh, one of my favorite segments of the show is coming up: the Chalk Talk segment. Stay with us. ESPN ninety eight one FM eight fifty AM WYUF inside the huddle. Everyone is raving about Titan MRI with the highest rated MRI facilities in town. Titan MRI is the place to go. Titan MRI is the only locally owned and operated MRI center in town. Joe and his staff have more than two decades of experience in Gainesville and they've helped heal thousands of athletes in the local area. At Titan MRI, the average scan time is 10 to 15 minutes. So you'll have plenty of time to get back to work and live in a life pain free. Don't wait. Tell your doctor to defer you to Titan MRI or call them today at 672-6644. Hey man, what are you doing for the Gator game? I'm pumped up. A bunch of us are getting together early to tailgate all day on campus. You should come by. Cool. You grilling out? What? No way. And have to deal with all the messy cleanup? Forget that. We're having Moe's cater our game day tailgate. Moe's? I love Moe's. I didn't know they offer game day tailgate delivery. Yep. Moe's delivers everything you need. Napkins, plates, utensils, even free chips and salsa. Delivery is free for orders $175 or more. Just place your order at Moe's Catering FL.com. That's Moe's Catering FL.com. Have Moe's cater your game day tailgate. Just visit Moe's Catering FL.com and go Gators. Hi, this is Coach Spurrier here, and I have some great news for the Gator Nation. Our new restaurant, Spurrier's, is coming to Celebration Point in June of 2020. Spurrier's is going to be a restaurant to celebrate, and there's no better place for celebrations than Celebration Point in Gainesville. With prime premium destinations like Bass Pro Shop, Nike, Palmetto Moon, and Regal Cinemas, I am beyond thrilled to be a part of Celebration Point. Spurrier's is going to be one-of-a-kind restaurant with an exciting atmosphere and amazing food. I'll see you at Celebration Point, where the Gators go to celebrate. Hi, I'm Coach Steve Spurrier, and I am a member of the Campus USA Credit Union. The Gator Nation has been counting on Campus USA Credit Union for over 80 years. Campus supports the Gators and our community. Campus membership is open to all UF students, faculty, staff, and alumni. Come see why over 100,000 members, like me, count on Campus USA Credit Union. So put some star power to work in your financial life. Visit CampusCU.com and join today. Inside the Huddle with Shane Matthews, Steve Russell, and Steve Spurrier on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. At Titan MRI, no insurance is no problem. And Titan MRI has same-day scheduling available. So call them up and start feeling better today. That's TitanMRI.com. Welcome back to our Inside the Huddle. All right, one of my favorite things about doing this with these two guys is drawing up ball plays. Mm-hmm. So Coach, um, Coach has got one drawn up. He and Shane will explain what, what they are. I'll move your mic over, Coach. And uh, okay. okay. All right, this is a play we used a whole bunch back in the 90s. You don't see it much anymore. But uh, we actually send in a draw play, Steve. And uh, and then the quarterback audibles if it's a man-to-man or a blitz. Obviously, if the defense has got everybody on the line of scrimmage like right here, we need to be throwing the ball. If they're all spread out like this, uh, we should be throwing the ball. And back in uh, the 90s and so forth, teams didn't uh, hide their defense much. They didn't disguise, as they say now. So what we would usually do is call the draw play. And obviously, against this right here, the, uh, the running backs, uh, 
Here it is. Okay. The running backs, uh, this guy hops over and blocks that guy. He goes blocks him. These guys show pass, give it to the tailback here. Eric Rett loved this play. Get these guys rushing a bit, and, and uh, one of these linemen comes off, and we, we sort of got a hat on everybody, and hopefully the running back can go up in here and uh, make this guy miss. But when they're all spread out, then we want to run the ball. All right, now they got everybody up here. Draw plays no good. Not going to work. They got uh, eight guys. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So he's going to go over and hit him. These guys are all rushing gaps and so forth. And uh, only three guys back here. So what we wanted to do is block them all. And I mean block them all. We got four blockers here. Both these guys come to this side to block. So we got four blockers there. This guy, he's told, don't give up the post. So he's going to be playing a little on the inside. Get down close to this guy, and we're going to throw the corner out. And this guy, he just messes around underneath a little bit and uh, in case quarterback gets in trouble. But, uh, Shane, tell him your thought process when you see the man-to-man defense. Yeah, so as Coach said, you know, th- this is when you're licking your chops as a quarterback and the receivers are as well. When, when we had this 15-pass, 15-Z uh, called, uh, which we knew we had a chance at a big play. And if you go back and you watch the 90s when Coach was here, uh, I can't tell you how many touchdowns I threw off this, Danny, Rex, Doug, you know, because mm-hmm. you got a really good receiver on a, on a DB right there, and you got so much green grass out mm-hmm. there. You just, you know, you take your steps. You know you're going to probably get hit even though you got max protection, and you just throw him open. Mm-hmm. And tons of touchdowns off that play. And we had the freedom. He gave us the freedom to check to this anytime we wanted. And a lot of teams, as Coach said, they disguise a little bit better these days. But if for whatever reason we screwed up and checked to it and they bailed out into a zone, you always had uh, that hitch guy uh, to throw to. So Or the tailback. Or the tailback checking down over yeah. the middle. So uh, it's a great ball play. You know, anytime you throw corners, <clears throat> you know, <throat> the passing game is all about angles, Steve. You know, if you run good routes and you throw it to a certain area of the field, uh, you can hit a lot of big mm-hmm. ones. But this is a play that, you know, you don't see people line up in the eye very much anymore. Oh. But it's it's a great play, and that's one that the receivers are fighting over mm-hmm. to be that slot <laughs> receiver. Steve, interestingly, uh, I was watching a game the other, a while back, and one of the guys said, what do you watch when you're watching a football game? And I said, Every play, I watch secondary first, and then I go back and watch wherever the ball went. But uh, I watch the secondary, and if it's a pass play, you can see where the ball should be going. If they're playing a big old cover two like this, and obviously the corners and down the middle are the place to throw, if they're blitzing like that, man, throw the ball down the field when you get a chance. So uh, it's interesting. Uh, people don't audible like we used to. I don't know if it's that hard nowadays that people change occasionally. But uh, there's a good play for every defense. If it, there's no good play against that defense, every, every school in the country would run that defense. So you've got to find the right play against the defense. And what's, what was fun about that is, and it's some people, you know, you have a chance at a huge play. And you may get five or six shot plays, as I call them, during a game. You may only hit two of them. But that's 14 points. Right. Um, help me with this. We, uh, if anywhere that Mr. Novice here is wrong, tell me. But, Shane, you talked about checking, okay? You, you would check to that play. What, what, how, did you, how did your receivers, your linemen know? What was the check mechanism? Uh, we was yelled out, 15-Z, 15-Z. That's all wow. we did. So you actually called the play. Yes. Uh, but, but, see, uh, when Coach was here, 
he coached in our meetings, the quarterbacks and receivers always met together. So, honestly, if the receivers were, weren't sleeping during a meeting or if they were paying attention, <laughs> they should be making the check for you when they saw man coverage. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's why I feel like mm-hmm. he, he taught not only the quarterbacks so well, but our receivers knew when the ball should be coming to them, and they knew the check. They asked Danny or somebody once, some sports writer said, does Coach get mad at you when you audible? He said, he gets mad when I don't audible because yeah. he can see that blitz coming, and he knows that we all know, hey, we got to get the ball down the field somewhere. And we throw pet, uh, post also, uh, but the corner route uh, it was one of our favorites. And then after that, you know, you got to run the post also. So would a receiver – like, would they signal you if they well, saw they, something? Well, w- they would, but we were schooled so well that you that knew. we knew. And, and hand signals, too. We yeah, had hand signals. Yeah, we had hand signals, too. QBs yeah. and receivers. Fascinating. I, I could have you guys do that for the rest of the time. It's fascinating. <laughs> um, okay, let's uh, take a look at some of the games going on uh, in the SEC and get your thoughts, and around the country, too. Um, once again, it, it's not a weekend when there's a ton of them, but let's start. Um, I'll tell you what, LSU – guys, has a home game, but they've got Utah State, and Utah State's a pretty good team. They are. They have a, a quarterback that a lot of people aren't familiar around the country, a dual-threat guy, but he's, you know, he's like 6'4", 6'5", about 230, named Jordan Love, and he can throw it. So their, their team, obviously, they're going to have trouble stopping LSU, but he can give them some problems. Yeah, it could be. Uh, we'll just have to wait and see. But LSU, they got the meat of their schedule in front of them. And, and of course, so does Alabama and Auburn. Auburn's the one that's got the, the tough schedule. So this, this is a huge game for them and for us. Uh, so we'll, we'll see how it plays out. And uh, don't forget that uh, LSU game next week with Florida is an 8 o'clock Eastern time start. Um, let's talk about a couple of other games nationally. Iowa's had a pretty good year. And they play Michigan at the big house. Now, we saw what Michigan did last week, but against, you know, an opponent that wasn't very good. To me, Coach, this is a game, if you're Jim Harbaugh and you're playing Iowa and you're playing at home, you you better win it. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. He's had a lot of those he better win. (laughs) He hasn't quite done it yet. So uh, I I don't know what – What's going, what's going to happen there. But I was a dang good team. I really like them. I, and I like Wisconsin, too, up there. I think those two guys' uh, teams will were, were certainly maybe end up playing Ohio State for the Big Ten Championship. Well, you know, there's a lot of pressure there in Ann Arbor. And, and I'm with you. You know, Kurt Ferentz does a good job every year at Iowa. They just kind of – they're under the radar. They're not real flashy. They're going to throw to their tight end. They have, usually have like three tight ends they throw to every game. Uh they always look slow for whatever reason to me, but they win. Uh, I think they beat Michigan. I, I do too. I think they're going to beat them on the road. Um, it's funny, you know. Tennessee's had all of its issues, and they are going to—they're going to—they're in the middle of a gauntlet of games. They've got to play. They're home, but they play Georgia. And coach, I, I see where um, Coach Pruitt's not naming a starting quarterback. He's rotating the three scholarship quarterbacks, but uh, Tennessee maybe has more problems than just the quarterback position because they've not played very well so far. 
Yeah, Tennessee, when it's not working, uh, you got to try something different. So I guess he's decided we're, we're not going to name a starter till the game. Uh, I don't know if he's got a, a running quarterback on campus or what that he's trying to hide, but I don't think Georgia's really too worried about who plays quarterback. They're going to they gonna come and, uh, and play their game. Yeah, you know, Tennessee can – they can play all three of those quarterbacks, and, and one of them may light a spark, but I see so many issues outside of the quarterback position at Tennessee. I think this game could get real ugly. Um, there is one more question I wanted to ask you, Steve, because you kind of mentioned it. I forgot to mention it during the Chalk Talk segment, so forgive me. You, you mentioned that back in the day, defenses didn't disguise what they do like they do today. Mm-hmm. Um, when you, uh, I know you watch the secondary, first thing you see. What are teams doing now to try to disguise things that maybe they, they weren't doing mm-hmm. you know, back in the day? Well, they try to lay back a bit, and right before the snap, they'll get into whatever they're going to do. Uh, if the quarterback's one of those guys that lifts his foot, uh, they'll wait to right then and, and do it. So, uh, But they, uh, the safeties, they, a lot of teams, almost everybody now, they sort of start in a sort of a two-deep look, and then uh, one of them may run back to the middle, and one of them may come up. Uh, but a lot of times they sort of play what they call a cover four, four guys across, and uh, and they they feel so they can get their safeties involved in the run game. And uh, especially uh, out at Washington State, I watched them play Houston uh, three weeks ago, and they very seldom had a safety back there because uh, I talked to the guy after he said, Coach, i got to get that guy up to make the tackles. Our, our linebackers and D-line, <laughs> we're not quite good enough. So uh, if you got to get those safeties up there for the tackling, then uh, – Sometimes you got to live without a guy in the deep middle. From the quarterback perspective, Steve, if the defense waits, if he lifts his leg and the, and the mm-hmm. defense waits that late, what can mm-hmm. the quarterback do to counteract that? Well, you can fake the leg lift. Some of them do that and uh, have like no play called and, and try to go from there. Uh, but then again, a lot of defenses, if you change your play, they're, they're capable of changing their uh, coverages also. So we, we face that some also. Um, from the quarterback position, Shane, I think it, 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 it's gotten so exotic now. You know, some of these blitzes, you know, where they come from, it, it, they're, they're disguising them more. Coach, you mentioned about the quarterbacks taking the beating that they're taking in the NFL. It's getting a little – defenses get paid too. Yeah, they do. I, you know, as Coach mentioned, the, the biggest thing, they're going to give you a pre-snap read, and then as soon as the ball snap, you got to get your post-snap read. And that's why Coach talked about – you, you know, they're going to be jockeying around trying to confuse the quarterback, mm-hmm. but you have your eyes on the safeties. At the snap of the ball, the safeties tell you the coverage. You don't know the exact coverage, but you know there's either a one-high safety in the middle of the field or there's two high. And what a lot of teams do now to take a lot of pressure off the quarterback because, you know, a lot of teams don't check is you have a one-high beater to the right or a whatever side and a two-high beater the other way. And then your quarterback has to decide when the ball snapped which mm-hmm. side to go to. Decision making uh, still is a big, big part of what makes the really great quarterbacks. Uh, those that aren't very good, uh, they, they they don't can't find the open guy. Where the top quarterbacks' ability to make decisions is paramount. When we come back, we're going to take a close look, and I'm going to ask these two gentlemen here what it's going to take for Florida to beat Auburn. What are keys to victory? to beat the Tigers coming in here to Gainesville. Stay with us as we wrap up Inside the Huddle, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.
Crime Prevention Security Systems has provided security and life safety to families and businesses in Gainesville and surrounding areas since 1975. Their mobile app makes security and home automation easy to use and affordable. With fast access to lighting control, doorbell cameras, and thermostats, crime prevention and security, and so much more. Contact them today, 352-376-1499 or cpss.net. I'm Steve Spurrier, sometimes called the head ball coach, and I'm here to tell you I got the SUV that I drive from Davis. Yeah, Coach, the word is out, and everybody is loving what's going on at Davis, Gainesville, Chevrolet, and Palm Chevrolet down in Ocala. I stopped by each of the dealerships last week and saw tremendous deals all over the place and also all over the place, orange and blue. What's that mean, Coach? If you bleed orange and blue... Davis is the place for you. Davis Automotive Group, the official hometown automotive partner of the Florida Gators. Levántate con el mejor café cubana y comida cubana norte de Miami. Uh, I need the English version today, please. Wake up to the best Cuban food and coffee north of Miami with Miapa Latin Cafe. Their breakfast sandwiches and arepas are made using the most authentic ingredients. Enjoy Cuban classics like ropa vieja and arroz con pollo. With great food, affordable prices, and friendly service from 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. Every day, you can't beat the Miapa way. Visit them at either of their locations in Gainesville and Alachua. Miapa Latin Cafe, a proud supporter of the Florida Gators. It's football season, and you know what that means. Endless circling to find a parking spot. Not if you're on two wheels. Gainesville Harley-Davidson has the ride for you, and their 2020 lineup is one that any Gator fan would stand up and cheer for. Check out Livewire, Harley's first electric bike with seamless throttle experience. No clutch to release, no gears to run through. You just twist and go. Get in the game at Gainesville Harley-Davidson. Go to GainesvilleHarley.com. Inside the Huddle with Shane Matthews, Steve Russell, and Steve Spurrier on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Connect more with crime prevention security systems and easily view cameras at your home or business. Contact them today at cpss.net. All right, guys, uh, let's let's focus in on this game because it, it's so big. Coach, um, we all know what Auburn can do uh, on both sides of the ball. They've had some impressive wins. So you, you look at this Gator team, Steve, what do you think are some keys that Florida's got to do to try to win this game? I think it's pretty simple, uh, Steve. <laughs> we need to outplay Auburn. In other words, when the, when the plays are there, players go make the play. You know, we're not, we can't be dropping touchdowns. We can't be fumbling around, stuff of that nature. And then outcompete, play with effort, play with uh, intensity, uh, relentless effort. That's Coach Mullen's term. I like that. So we got, we got to do that. We got to have more, a little bit more effort than Auburn. And then we got to outcoach him. Outcoach him. We can't give him the big plays. We got to get the good plays in. It's, a, you know, a team sport, a big team sport. And all that's pretty simple right there. But that's, that's how you beat uh, opponents that are better than you. Uh, if we had all those wins over Alabama in the 90s when Shane and Danny and those guys were here, that's what we had to do. We had to just play a little smarter than them. We had to compete with effort. And when the plays are there, make them. Don't be dropping them. Don't be missing short field goals, you know, things like that. Just have a good game. Yeah, I agree with Coach, and, and I think we need to, you know, playing field position will not hurt you in this game. Uh, you got to protect, as Coach speak, you got to protect the football, no question about it. Uh, Auburn's a very good football team, but if our crowd is what 
the way I think it's going to be. I think we'll have a huge advantage at home. I do think we need four or five explosive plays of 25 yards or more, uh, whether that's on reverses, go routes, poke, whatever, just however we can make those. And I think our defensive line needs to win the line of scrimmage. I think that is the biggest key to the game. I'm going to take some of what you all said and, and combine it a little bit. I, this is a real chance for – I mean, if, if, if Gator players – hey, the fans have said, is this a top-10 team? How good are we really? Well, here's a chance to show it. Mm-hmm. And it's a chance to show it in front of a national television audience and a chance to really get the magic of the swamp back to the way it used to be. And, Coach, mm-hmm. you got to be fired up about those uniforms they're wearing, I right? was going to save that for last, Oh, Shane, my bad. No, it's okay. you, you got to love those throwbacks, Steve. Yeah, I think that's uh, the jersey we wore, actually, uh, my sophomore year. We had the stripes on the shoulder pads and so forth. Uh, <laughs> we wore different jerseys all three years I was here. Amazingly, we wore white at home, Shane, my uh, junior year. You are like LSU. Went white on the road. Yeah, we, we were white white jersey team about the whole year. And then uh, my senior year, we had sort of just a solid blue with no stripes. So, uh, anyway, but, uh, yeah, I like a few stripes on those blue jerseys. They look pretty good. They look really sharp. They do. Uh, and you know how I feel. I love those throwback uniforms. Well, again, this is a great opportunity, and, and, and I'll just say one more thing, too, about the, the key to this game. It might be one of those games where it's 17 to 13. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I think what both of you have said, take care of the football don't turn the ball over, and if you have to play field position, mm-hmm. the object of this game is to win it. It doesn't yep. have to be pretty. It doesn't have to be a lot of points. This is just a game in the SEC at home. If you want to be a big-time team, you got to win. Hey, New England won Sunday with seven three-and-outs. They blocked a punt to beat Buffalo, 16-10. Yep. to 10. So there's all kinds of ways to win without playing maybe your very, very best, but we need to play without those crucial errors that give the other team points. That's our Inside the Huddle podcast for this week. Thanks to Jake Hitt for producing it, and as always, we thank you for being part of it. It's so fun to do this with Steve Spurrier and Shane Matthews. I'm Steve Russell. Don't forget, we'll have Sports Scene at noon. We will talk sports with you then. Until then, so long, everybody. It's a hard reality to know you're getting older, but we all have to go through it, and with it comes aches and pains with every single step, it seems like. But the good part is the pains are fixable if you take the time to stop by Titan MRI. There's lots of us out there that think we can handle the pain or it'll eventually go away, but what you may not realize, you could be ruining yourself for many years to come. So if you're just scared, don't be. Go see Joe and the crew at Titan MRI. Their entire mindset is finding out what you need to feel better, and the process is as easy as walking into the swamp and smiling. With an average scan time of just 10 to 15 minutes, you can knock it out on your lunch break before the boss even knows you're gone. Titan MRI is the only locally owned and operated MRI center in town, and their staff has more than 20 years of experience in the Gainesville community. And if you're worried about not having insurance, don't be. That's never a problem at Titan MRI. And they'll even have your scan read same day. So tell your doctor, refer you to Titan MRI or call them at 672-6644 today. Thanks for listening to Inside the Huddle with former Gator QB Shane Matthews, WRUF's Steve Russell, and Hall of Famer, the head ball coach, Steve Spurrier.
If you'd like to ask Coach a question, email your questions to questions at insidethehuddlehbc.com. Podcasts are available at WRUF.com, the WRUF app, and anywhere you get your podcasts. What? Inside the Huddle is paid for by Weeby Marketing.